Ooh. Stay caffeinated, my friend. Oh. This is Kofo Live and Undead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by the amazing Unwoman. how are you i'm doing pretty well how are you good thanks for coming on the show thank you for having me and, and your stage name is is unwoman correct that's it nice uh, tell us can you tell us a little bit about yourself you know where you come from and how you got into music uh yeah the the short version of the long story is that i'm from california i moved around a lot as a kid but um, I'm from California and I've always wanted to be a musician. When I was three years old, I would stack my little stuffies up by the fireplace and I would sing to them. So uh, <laughs> it's kind awesome. of just, that's like what I had, had to do. Um, and I studied cello as a kid, cello and music theory and piano. And I uh, started writing songs when I was a teenager. I found out that I could study music production at the local community college while I was still in high school. So I did that. Wow. Yeah. And then I went to school at UC Santa Cruz and majored in music and minored in electronic music. So I have, um, let's just say people I know who are, are really into a lot of different things have envied me, my like, you know, single mindedness and like, really I'm a musician. That's, yeah. that's what I do. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty interesting to to, to see that to, you know you, you've got your new uh, you know album out, uh, Desire Paths. That you've put out like what was it eight or nine albums over the last uh, what 15, 20 years? Yeah, um, my first original album came out in uh, two thousand two, so almost almost twenty two years I've been releasing music. Wow, and. Uh, I have seven covers albums and now I have nine original albums. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. It's a lot. And I do it all myself except for photography and mastering. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I really kind of, you know, lowballed you on, on the, the numbers there. That's okay. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a crap ten either way, man. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, uh, kind of looking uh, on the, some of the information that I found online uh, you've done a lot of collaborations with a, a number of people like Voltaire and uh, Amanda Palmer was in there too. Um, you know, what, what's that Leo, like, uh, you know, working on, uh, working with other people on, on other collaborations. 
Yeah. Um, the easiest thing I've found um, has always been to like know who's the brains of the operation. Mm. And so if I'm playing, when I played with Fulter and I toured with him for a month in 2009, cool. I was just a member of the band and it was great fun. We had a great time, but, um, and actually the, the, really cool thing about that tour was a bunch of places we'd roll into they'd be like we don't have an opening act i'd be like hi yeah and voltaire's fans i have a lot of like longtime fans that discovered nice. me because of that and it was a very like spontaneous thing um, so that was amazing but when i was playing his music i'm just playing music like i'm supposed to i'm dressing the way he wanted me to dress which fortunately was like he wanted us to dress like victorian streetwalkers which is like my jam so <laughs> it was fine um and then yeah with amanda palmer i was just playing which she wanted me to play. Um, actually, recently I've been working more with um, being more of a like co-producer on some other artists' work. So cool. you'll you'll hear some announcements probably pretty soon about some other artists I'm working with now. Nice. And I'm, I'm yeah, I I have a little bit more confidence about like um, my ego is not going to be damaged if I do some creative work and they want it something different. Yeah. And I think when I was younger, like in my twenties especially, I was. A little shyer of that situation because I didn't really know like uh, how much effort am I going to put into this thing and someone's going to hate it anyway. And now it's like if they hate it, I don't care because I know I have something else in the bag I can just pull out quickly. So. Yeah. Oh wow! With uh, the new album with uh, Desire Paths, can you tell us a little bit about you know what what went into that? You know, before we went on, I, I, I mentioned uh, how uh, like uh, yeah. The, the the song uh you'll love me when when i'm dead um how that really kind of you know it's it's the last track uh, on the album um, it's not the last track and it's the, it's the third to last track oh it's but a third it is, to last. okay when, but it is quite late in the album okay yeah when, when i downloaded it, it 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 popped up as the very last one okay. <laughs> uh no that but Sorry. anyway it's uh, it's a really gripping song and it really, uh, you know, just kind of sinks your, your, uh, you know, it's hooks right into you. Thank and you. Uh, I've been playing that all day, uh, you know, getting ready for, for this interview. And then, you know, through that, yeah, I'm able to go back into the, the rest of the album, um, and, and just kind of, you know, revisit it and, and, you know, find like Leo you know, meteor parts to it. It's, it's like a, a novel that just kind of, uh, keeps giving to you. And, uh, and, and, you know, unveiling more and more, you know, secrets as, as you go. So it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a four course meal. So it's, it's really you. delightful in that respects. Um, yeah. Can you tell us about, you know, how, how this, uh, you know, this project kind of came into being? Yeah. Um, this was actually the first album in about eight years that came to me really easily. Okay. After I wrote Circling, um, which was released in 2014, nice. I had a period of 18 months of complete writer's block. I didn't finish a single song. Mm -hmm. And then my next original album, War Stories, um, it's a little spotty. Like, uh, it's just not consistent. There's a, like a big differences between like the themes and the sounds of all the songs. And um, there's songs on that album I like a lot, but it, it yeah. It was composed over many years and I had my child at that time. Uh, I had a new baby, which inspired some of the songs as well. Um, so it was a little spotty. And then Of My Own Space and Time, I Am Queen came out in 2021. That mm -hmm. one was like 
a little bit better. But then this one, the thing about Desire Pass is all the songs were written in a period of about 16 months. Okay. So um, it really just, they just happened. And I don't know, I guess I can, I've, I've tapped into some kind of like uh, ease of songwriting or like confidence in my process or whatever. It also helps that I have, you know, um, a nice home studio now and um, stability in my, you know, relationships and stuff like that. So it's, um, uh, I think, I think I was able to be like more easily expressive right. for this album. Nice. Can, can you talk to us a, a little bit about the, uh, some of the themes that you're playing with in this? Yeah. Well, so um, you'll love me when I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of themes of mortality in this mm-hmm. album and that song, I, I think I was reading about some, um, this happens all the time, an right. artist dies and then everyone suddenly who hasn't talked about them for like 10 years talks right. about how much they love them. Right. And some of these people, I mean, they, they have sincere grief. They have a sincere attachment to this artist. I don't want to poo-poo that at all. Yeah. But there's this big sense of like, oh, now I can say that this artist meant you know, X, Y, and Z thing that I want them to have meant about this song and no one's going to refute it. Yeah. Because they're dead now. And also they can be like more expressively loving toward this person because there's not like, I don't know, there's, it's easier sometimes to like, to, to, to love dead people. And I feel like living artists and not necessarily me, living artists need more love. Right. I, I, I would agree. Uh, You know, I think, uh, yeah, I'm an illustrator too. And, and, uh, uh, I, I, I've seen a number of my friends, you know, kind of uh, exit, uh, you know, this this earth, and uh, yeah, we we, we all you know, express remorse and stuff, and we're like, crap, I wish I would have spent more time with the guy, and uh, and and then we we were projecting a number of things, you know, on onto that individual that may or may not be there. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that can be, you know, both disheartening and, and, uh, you know, frustrating, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely conflicting. Yeah. Um, so that, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Initially when I was like listening to the song, you know, what I got out of it was, you know, from the, the you know, the individual's you know perspective of like, you know, you're only going to care about me, you know, once I exit, you know? And, uh, I was like, Oh man, that could, that could mean so many different things. Like, you know, it could be somebody, you know, dealing with suicidal thoughts or just in a really bad situation and, uh, um, you know, needing some, some level of escape, you know, whether literal or, uh, figurative. I also had a, I don't necessarily want to say a brush with death, but I had a, Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a moment a little over a year ago, right before writing that song as well. And so when I say I've seen the light now, but I'm not going there until I'm ready. So don't worry. (laughs) I'm actually ready to like experience life and love now. No, we, we want you uh, you around as long as possible. You know, (laughs) you Daniel. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I was kidding around with uh, my girlfriend uh, downstairs, uh, yeah, I keep uh, you know joking around with her because you know she she looks you know so uh, so young, and uh, I'm like I'm pretty sure you're a Highlander. I think that's what that is. You know, it's like if 
if uh, you know a Spaniard from from uh, you know Egypt that speaks with a Scottish accent, you know, shows up. Um, yeah, we'll yeah, we'll know. We'll know. It's like <laughs> oh, it's the gathering, and I am the the blonde, uh, you know, you know, Scottish uh, maiden. That's uh... <laughs> that's great. Uh, I accept my role. <laughs> uh, man, that's so that's that's pretty intense. The it, it's it, it, and it's it's subjects like that that I think you know really make make for you know good you know um, good ponderances. Uh, you know, sitting there just you know trying to yeah you know think on life, and even if it doesn't really have a solution, just you're aware of it. You know. Yeah. Um, um, so, you know, th those type of, you know, subjects with, you know, you know, dealing with the idea of, you know, mortality and immortality and even immortality through, through your artwork, yeah. and, you know, how, how, you know, meanings change, you know, when you're no longer there to, to try and curate that. Exactly. Yeah. And the other interesting thing I, I think about too, is that when we look at, uh, works that are left behind from a hundred years ago, there aren't that many that are like, you know, great quality. And nowadays every single person has like a life log of high quality video and, and, you know, anyone can, who can produce music yeah. can produce music. And this stuff is going to be, unless there's like complete catastrophic apocalypse, it's going to be digitally available forever. I mean, ish, you know, however, right. like, things are going to change at some point, but and so all of our lives and the existence of um, of us on Earth, uh -huh. we're kind of like generic. We're not, I mean, um, we're just one of many voices leaving these right. messages behind. Right. And um, it's good to know, like, have some perspective. Uh, my art may live on, but it's just going to be a drop in the bucket. Right. Well, um, it, yeah, yeah. I, I could totally see that. Um, uh, I, I tend to not want to, to think of that <laughs> for, 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 you know, my own personal reasons. Cause it's like, yeah, I love this musician and I love that. And, and uh, to kind of narrow things down to, yeah, to something like that. Um, yeah. I, I'm like, wow, that's, um, I, I, I find that sad, but in a, I think in it's a, beautiful in a way. I, I agree. I agree. I, I would say there's, there's a loveliness to the, the bittersweet nature of it. And yeah. I think there's, that's an element that, uh, that, you know, makes you want to hold on a little bit more, you know, to that. There's, there's definitely a yearning. Um, I, yeah. And then when, when somebody like that, you know, kind of passes on too, it's just like, that's great, man. All that talent and all that skill and, and, uh, and everything and, and who that person was returns to being like stardust, you know, cause that's what we're all made of. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, that's, that's where an area that I kind of like a thought that I, I take a little bit of solace, you know, to definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is great. I, I love this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, one thing, you know, listening to, uh, you know, your music and, you know, I've, I've been able to touch on a few songs from, uh, some of the, uh, previous albums as well. Um, it, like, uh, was it, uh, the, the fire started, um, you know, mm -hmm. I was listening to the heroin on that. And uh, one thing I noticed was, you know, it, there's, there's, there's 
with even with uh, like the electronic uh, uh, you know elements, there's there's this uh, kind of um, uh, a folk uh, sensibility to it as well. And and uh, suddenly you know I was referencing. Well, I mean, you've worked with Amanda Palmer. There's a little bit of that I felt, but there's also like Kate Bush influences or, you know, or associations, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, like out here in Colorado, we've got uh, kind of like a goth folk and uh, goth country. Yeah. Going on, Um, you know, bands like uh, Dvachka and... um, um, yeah, Slim Cessna's Auto Club kind of kind of fit in 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 that realm, and I was just like, yeah, this fits right in in there too. It's like, oh, this feels, you know, definitely. There's there's that term that I was you know using earlier, haunting, you know, and it it just it's music that really sticks with you, and and Thank you, you know, so much. It it can, um, um, yeah, it sticks with you. It um, you want to revisit it. And uh, it's it's both, you know, there's there's a delight. There's, you know, elements of, of sadness and, uh, you know, a little bit of melancholy. But there's also like delight in, you know, in there, too. Um, you know, w- when when, uh, you know, working on on music, you know, is that something that you're very conscious of, of, you know, how it makes you feel and, you know, how you want it to, you know, to be con- conveyed? Um, you know, cause I, I always find that music and I know I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, you're right, um, right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not bored. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I find that music is, is one of those art forms. If, if not the art form that is immediately transportive, it can make you feel and sense something like, yeah, immediately whereas like a movie it might take you a few scenes to get there it might take you the whole film or, or a tv show or even but if it has a really good score it yeah. gets you there so much quicker exactly yes. exactly um and actually i want to talk about it in in terms of how i one of the reasons i i no one of my formative experiences before i decided to become a music producer yeah. was um i i lived in irvine as a tween and someone came in on like career day and the career was film scorer. And he played us a clip of Jaws and put like yakety sax or something as the music. And we were just all cracking up. Yeah. And then he played the actual score and we're like, okay, this totally works. And he talked yeah. about how impactful the music is and how much of a difference that makes. Yeah. And that kind of got me thinking like this, this thing that I think I have a talent for. Yeah has like a major use in like making people feel things. So that's definitely a thing that I, I think about. I've always thought about. Um, I definitely got better at it mm-hmm. um, between like the fir- between my first album and the fires I started, which came out 10 years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got much better at that. Uh, yeah. I think I I think even more about like vibes now than I did even then. Um, But the folk thing you mentioned, um, I used to play on the steampunk circuit. I still play steampunk events a lot. And so that's a lot of that same kind of thing. It's like dark folk, a little mysterious. Um, A lot of people are really into, uh, you know, something that is 
hard to place in time, maybe kind of timeless. And a yeah. lot of acoustic instruments are because, you know, your synthesizer or whatever didn't exist a hundred years ago and your guitar or your cello did. So yeah. those sounds are like more, more timeless. Right. Yeah. I, but I, I use synths too. So what am I going to do? <laughs> what, what's that? I use synths as well at, at, at times. No, but uh, I mean that's that's something I grew up with. Yeah, obviously you're you're a child of, of the '90s and, and uh, you know growing up with like Tori Amos and Nine Inch Nails and, and that oh, sort yeah. of thing. And yeah, and that's that's still you know even though it's you know, you know electronically based, it's like I don't think it, it matters. It still can you know transport you. You you hear like uh, you know and horror movies you know from the eighties like uh, you know just just like you would hear the you know the the score for Jaws, but you have like synth uh, mm -hmm. um, you know music uh, that you would hear in like Halloween you know that was produced by the director um, yeah and, and that 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 definitely you know you know evokes uh, yeah a sense of dread too. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's not as well known as, as the Jaws, you know, you know, music, but because of that, now you you see in a number of, uh, you know, current horror movies, you know, they're reusing, um, you know, the, that instrument to, to convey a lot of the same uh, sentiments. It's like, Oh man, you don't really, you, you, you forget that, man, that can, that stuff can also get under your skin. And oh, absolutely. Uneasy. Um, and, and then there, there's also like, you know, tone, just having like white noise tones, you know, in, in, uh, in a movie to, you know, if you want to really convey, you know, being unsettled or, you know, it's, it's yeah. Like um, well, like, uh, Bartok's music for strings, percussion and celeste, which is in the shining. Yeah. Uh, it uses really experimental textures and we studied that in, in music history class. Nice. Um, and then I watched the, the shining again, which I hadn't seen in years. And I was like, I know that piece. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of modern, modern composers from like around 80 or a hundred years ago mm -hmm. were doing that kind of textural work. Mm. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love, I love the, you know, how music can just, you know, excite, delight, you know, uh, and, and obliterate you, uh, all, all in the, you know, just a short span of time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with the, this new album, have you, uh, started, uh, touring or anything in support of it? No, um, touring is not a thing that I can really do anymore. Uh, I have a child who's almost seven and, um, he needs me, uh, a lot. I went on tour with the band I play keys with. Hello. I went up to the Pacific Northwest this summer and my partners, you know, hung out with my kid for five days while I did that. And I missed him a lot. Yeah. And um, also, you know, um, a lot of my audience is uh, introverts okay. and they don't really come to my shows as much. But I did one local show. I played at this place called the Spire Church in Oakland. And it's, it used to be, well, it's still technically a church for zoning reasons, um, but it got bought by some goths. And uh, I played my album release show there a couple of weeks ago, and that went really well. Nice. Oh, and then I played, awesome. yeah, I so I played another local show a week ago. So I have been playing some local shows, but um, I haven't been traveling for shows as much lately, 
yeah, it's hard with a kid and COVID times and all that. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I I hear he likes zombies. He loves zombies. (laughs) Yes. That, uh, that's, that's fun. And, um, yeah. So yeah, before we went on, you know, you were, you were talking about, uh, um, you know, your, your kid, your son and, uh, um, you know, talking about, uh, how he likes to kind of interject, uh, you know, lyrics and stuff like that. And, yes. um, is, is that something that, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of actively teaching him or is he just kind of like picking things up? He is a very, uh, his only motivation is his own will. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I don't really have to encourage or discourage anything. I just kind of let him do stuff. Yeah. And, um, if I'm practicing and he wants to come and make it a song about zombies and I'm not like under deadline and it's not past his bedtime, right. then we'll spend some time doing that. And it's great. Uh, oh, I, I definitely want to encourage his um, his storytelling. Yeah. He when he watches movies, he backs them up to watch things over and over again, and I think that's great. I call we um, it's a long story, but we're homeschooling right now. Okay. And I call it the film studies class because yeah. he's you know he's figuring out what's going on in in films and yeah. Nice. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, it's it's so fun watching kids just kind of you know take to that stuff and, and oh uh, yeah see you know see what interesting uh, you know perspectives they they come up up with Definitely. um ah that's cool so um so yeah yeah so uh, uh are you are you looking at in the future uh, like doing any uh, music videos uh, in support of uh, yeah. Um, uh, desire paths. I really want to. Yeah. Uh, it's time is really tight right now. Right. Time right. is like the limiting factor in, in everything right now. But I definitely want to. Yeah. And uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what exactly. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Maybe yeah. you love me when I'm dead. I actually got. Um, Ooh. Yes. Mine was selling her Ouija board corset, leather leather corset with a Ouija board on it and i'm thinking about using that for the you'll love me when i'm dead video but i don't have anything else like a director location or anything so we'll see okay man that that sounds amazing yeah yeah again yeah big fan of of that song especially you know that's thank you yeah that's uh, that's so gripping the um you know when, when it comes to you know you know, music like this too. Uh, and we were talking about, uh, like scores and, and everything like that. Yeah. To me like that, you know, that song, you know, in particular fits well in, in a soundtrack as well. Um, I think so too. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you been working with like uh, any local filmmakers or anything like that? No. Uh, and I would really like to, Hey, everybody out there that's watching. If you're a filmmaker, uh, you know, contact Eric. Damn it! Do it now uh, or after the the you know, the, the broadcast. <laughs> My phone uh, explodes! Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's that's something that uh, you know somebody uh, you know independent filmmakers you know really need to you know access to. I've I've seen so many you know fantastic uh, horror movies locally made, and it, you know things would be enhanced just by music, and it's it's something that. 
yeah, along with unfortunately, along with audio on on sets, you know, gets a little bit overlooked or they run out of budget. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I would say uh, a medium budget film perhaps mm -hmm. could could do well with me. I can't work for yeah. free for obvious reasons, right. but um, I do work very quickly and I have I have the cello, I have piano, I have very, very skilled um, software synthesis uh, uh, expertise as well. So I can make things happen. Nice, nice. And you, know, you mentioned earlier too, that uh, you've got some uh, producing projects, you know, uh, you know that uh, you're going to be announcing uh, in, you know, uh, in, I don't know how, how long of time you're going to be announcing that, but. in the, Within the next month, there's a collaboration I'm doing with uh, an art, an artist, a fellow artist. That sweet. people are going to be excited about, yeah. Okay, sweet man. That's going to be that's going to be pretty awesome. You know, uh, kind of you know going back and forth between uh, like um, you know musician and and producer. Yeah, do you feel yeah? Do you prefer like one hat over the other, or they you know just both feel very natural? Ooh, that's such a good question. I I feel like at this point in my career because I've been doing. Uh, everything for all my songs for so long. I mm -hmm. think they're kind of part of the same thing. Mm. Um, I think I find nowadays I really find my original music more satisfying than covers. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I still find myself doing a lot of covers because I have a, a per thing Patreon. Oh, okay. So per song, people give me a dollar or or more. Um, to make things and I make between one and three every month. And I don't write a sing, I don't write like three songs every month. I write almost one song on average every month. So I do end up doing a lot of covers for those. Um, and I have fun and I let people tell me what to cover and that's satisfying because then it's like, well, this is what they wanna hear. Yeah. But every once in a while, like last month, um, the popular request was White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Oh. And I love that song. I've loved that song yeah. for decades. And it, and I feel like I did a pretty good job, but it was like, oh my God, like people have a very, people have an expectation for what they want to hear and like how, what different ways they want me to make it different. I'm, I'm obviously not going to try to, I never try to make things sound the same. I try to make them sound very different, but like, what if I go in the opposite direction of what people wanted? And, you know, I try not to worry about that too much, but um, yeah. with an original song, I'm like, well, I'm the expert on that. So yeah. I'll tell you how it's supposed to sound. And there it is. That's right. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I ask, you know, what, what was, yeah, like, a, as far as a cover song, what was like the most out of left field uh, request? Out of left field. I don't know. My, the, the one that I liked the least to do was um, uh, Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And I just, I think I did a pretty good job with it. I I, I had fun with it anyway, but yeah. it was the most like, this is not even a song that I would really listen to. Right. So right. you know, okay, cool. I'll I'll do my best. No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Totally understand that. Um, so we we do have a, a video that's uh, that's queued up that uh, you sent over uh, you know a couple hours ago. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, a live uh, video from a, a Twitch broadcast. Is that right? Yeah, I sent this to, this was shot in my, um, in, in my, as you'll recognize this, this little set here, it was shot in my home studio. This was for uh, Kate Nix's uh, Twitch show, which ran uh, 
like three weeks ago. And I realized that since the Twitch broadcast is no longer like replaying because it's been two weeks, I can upload it myself. And shall I tell a little story about the song? Yes, please. Okay, well, if you've seen uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, Mm -hmm. there's the woman who dies. And I'm... I guess like ignore the next 30 seconds if you don't want to spoiler. It's like pretty early on in the in the series. And I haven't read the book. Sorry. I hear the book's really good. I've just seen the Netflix series twice. Um, there's a there's a scene, there's a thing that happens pretty early on, which is that she dies and she exchanges her pinky and all of her dreaming hours to dance with the fairy king in order to be alive on earth again. Yeah. And this song is kind of a version of that, except gayer. Okay. Because <laughs> I have to dance with the fairy queen all night. Yeah. And I'm exhausted when I wake up. And it's what it's actually a metaphor. For, actually, I don't know if I want to say what it's a metaphor for because then yeah. it might lose its mystique. Ooh. Okay. Keep it up. Uh, you know, uh, keep it a mystery. Uh, yeah. Uh, and let, uh, let the audience uh, interpret as they will. Yes. Nice. All right. Let me, uh, let me bring this up and then. Oh, let's let's go ahead. We'll take ourselves out of here, All right. and then uh, we'll get going. And 
is absolutely amazing fantastic thank you, thank you yeah. so much yeah the uh yeah and, and uh you know to do it in your living room too just just like that it's, it's um you know with without any like uh you know a whole lot of uh you know effects huh? or anything like that <laughs> straight performance yeah and uh you know beautiful music thank you um, yeah the, uh you know, now I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, what, you know, aside from, you know, support of this album, you know, and uh, in your uh, producing uh, um, uh, projects that they, uh, that's that's to be announced, you know, do you have a, like a, an idea or, uh, you know, an inkling of, of what uh, the next project after that is going to be? Um. Right now, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing with my son. Okay. Um, and that's my like main life project right now. Yeah. And I love my creative work is really important to my mental health, so I'm yeah. I'm absolutely keeping doing it despite also homeschooling my child. Um, we're looking into a um, we're looking to a very special school a uh, private school to perhaps for him to go to this weekend that maybe will work out and give me more time. And it sounds like based on a friend of a friend, it sounds like the perfect thing for someone who um, doesn't respond well to authority, which my son has issues with. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm like knocking on wood because I would like a little more time to work. And once that happens, I'll feel like I can uh, actually pitch myself to filmmakers. And right now I'm just kind of like, the the collaborations that people send me i'm like okay i'll do it i'll do it and i can you know i have these three hours here and these yeah this night here or whatever but um <clears throat> but once my son is in school which i hope will happen soon yeah. uh then i'll feel like i can really use my talents and have a lot more time for that yeah <laughs> cool oh that's 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 fantastic um yeah it's yeah it's it's amazing work it's it's a you know a beautiful album and uh yeah i can't wait to to see you know a music video uh you know married to uh especially you know the uh, the uh, the song you love me when when i'm dead um yeah the the visuals that uh, that can kind of come up you know i mean i'm interested to hear i mean we could we could talk later more about what what you see for that because Oh, I mean, if you have if, if you have a vision that you want to share with me, like we can we can talk. 
Oh, well, the, I the, can't uh, promise that I'll make it actually happen in real right, life. But right, I right, 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 right. No, uh, I, I, I was, I was just going to, you know, say that, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, marrying, uh, you know, uh, visuals to, uh, to a song, it's, um, it can be, uh, um, well, you know, it can be, you know, in, in, you know, incredibly engrossing. Oh yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just such a vivid song, you know, and uh, and yeah, there's there's you know, I had one interpretation, and 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 you know, your I I found that uh, your initial um, inspiration was uh, you know so much more uh, insightful. And, uh, you know, yeah, has so well, much. Your interpretation fun. wasn't completely off the mark either. Oh, I appreciate that. But yeah. uh, don't give me too much credit. Dan. No, no, no. <laughs> but I also like, I, that's one of the things I, I was thinking about, like, do I want to explain what the metaphor for the dream course, dream curse is about? I'm like, maybe right. not because people are going right. to, if it works on some other level, I don't want to take right. it away from people. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, to me, this. Yeah, I mean, it. It sounds like a. Yeah, and I and I described the. You know, the album like like a a novel, something that you reread and re-listen to, and and each time you you get a little bit more and and more. It it really does, you know, kind of grasp you and um, doesn't want to let go, which is which is nice. I, I love it when art, uh, doesn't, you know, let you go. Um, because so much, you know, of music that I, I run into yeah sounds great the first time around and then you you come back around to it it's just like oh man was there really anything there uh so when when the you know art of any form you know can do that you know it's great i've, I've had those instances too especially recently with with films where i watch it once don't care about it and then i'll have like dreams or nightmares on it yes and, oh shoot there's something there and it's yes it's telling me I need to revisit it somehow. So, um, yeah, when, yeah, since it's a horror show or, you know, the platform anyway here, uh, you know, hereditary did that for me, you know, that's I, funny. Uh, midsummer did that for me. Ooh. Yeah. That one's an intense one. Same filmmaker too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah, hereditary. I watched it. I thought this is silly and nuts. And, uh, and then that night, yeah, I couldn't sleep. And uh, um, went you know, back, watched it uh, the next day. And it's like, okay, the rules that I thought this established doesn't apply. It's something. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I found hereditary. I didn't I didn't get any deeper point to hereditary. But then uh -huh. I found Midsummer so intriguing that I yeah. had to watch it again. And I felt like. I was like, I was like connecting things that happened in the very beginning of the movie yeah. to things that happened at the very end. I'm like, oh, yep. this makes total sense. And I yeah. feel like maybe I should give Hereditary a rewatch. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, mid Midsommar. I, yeah, I thought I was watching a very uncomfortable documentary. Uh, in a good oh, no, way. it feels so real. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. I was just. Yeah, once I uh, saw you know uh, people kind of you know, dropping on the rock, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> you know. And it, it's such a nice slow burn too, but it's that one of those slow burns that really does just get under your skin and will not let you go. Totally. And uh, you know, it keeps keeps kind of daring you to just continue just a little bit further down that road. 
and and see and, and I'm glad that yeah I, I stuck with it yeah. um you know it's uh I, yeah I, I do like those slow burns that kind of just keep kind of intensify slowly gradually it doesn't and never gives you everything that you want um right I I do like that feeling of um it's a tension yeah tension not a not an instant gratification yeah yeah otherwise it's it's just done too soon um yeah erica you know we're about out of time but man this was a great conversation i'm i'm so glad i i got to chat with you thank you so much yeah um and yeah your your work's absolutely amazing for everybody that's that's tuning in right now go to uh unwoman.com uh, and, and you're also on Bandcamp. Um, we've got uh, you know, your website scrolling down below has all your links. You can go, you know, uh, uh, purchase uh, Erica's music and uh, your Patreon's on there too, right? My Patreon's on there. I have like a, you know, virtual tip jars. I have a Spotify link. I have a link to the, the better this is unwoman playlist that i made rather than the one that spotify made that's on there so you can get you know a sampling of my favorites of my own music i actually have a little joke because i have my songs uh do you love me i have i have my cover of nick case do you love me and then i have you'll love me when i'm dead <laughs> next to yeah. each other on that. Uh, oh that's awesome yeah, <laughs> that's that's another one too it's uh yeah, yeah specifically when um I was listening to uh, the hills are uh, already hills green. Are already green, yeah. I, I, you know, I was just like, oh my god, this has a Nick Cave kind of feel to Ooh, it. Ooh, thank you. You know, I was just like, oh man. Uh, I just saw an interview with him talking about, you know, um, yeah. I think the new album, new oh, new book that he yeah. just put out, and uh, you know, kind of diving into to music, uh, to dealing, you know, with uh, the loss of his. Uh, uh, kid, uh, yeah, kid, like, uh, was it seven or eight years ago? Yeah. Um, and I, I've, yeah, I've gotten a few albums since then and it's just like, woof, man, it's, it's intense, but I mean, you know, wow. Yeah. That that's, that's what Nick Cave does so well is, you know, let, let you in on, you know, what, you know, what it is to really be human. I think. Definitely. Right? I totally agree. Thank you for the comparison very much. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I think uh, your work does the same thing too. Thanks. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Erica, thanks so much again for coming on. Uh, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off. But uh, remember, everybody, go to unwoman.com and support this amazing talent. And uh, yeah, can't can't wait for the the you know, the next album. But remember, there's like God, there's dozens of albums before this. <laughs> Probably too many. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, and uh, of course, uh, to uh, everybody that tuned in, thanks so much, guys. And uh, to our sponsors, to Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And of course, our friends at uh, Hellfire Entertainment, thanks for rebroadcasting us uh, on your social media. And uh, to Groovy TV. And of course, to uh, Alien Donut Films and Angela Joseph Productions. Uh, Bill and Angela, respectively. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, and my producers, uh, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, and Stefan Santa Cruz. Uh, thanks for putting up with me. 
Uh, to everybody out there, have a good night. Be good. Be kind. Help each other out during tough times. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's Halloween season. So happy Halloween. Stay spooky.